Lord is wanting to do something in the atmosphere and the moment that we're in. We recognize His presence are here, but we want to be present in the moment with His presence. Be on timing with Him. A couple of the guys come up and said, we saw glory of the Lord moving around over in that area. Another one said, I just feel like I hear chains being broken and begin to describe some of those things happening. One of the things that I heard the Lord want to do this morning, I thought I'd do at the end of the message, but right now, I want to do it right now. So I'll do the end from the beginning and maybe not even get to the beginning. Maybe I'll just do the ending and there'll be no beginning. I don't know. You may be seated for just a moment and then we're going to be back up again. I really believe right now the Holy Spirit is going to take us through a baptism, not of the kind in water, but the baptism of his presence in such a way that there's a scripture in Matthew, the 12th chapter, verse 44, and it's a parable. Jesus is expressing it like this. He said, there comes in, this house is swept and clean. You can make a case in point of being our nation, our city, our individually. And it was swept and clean. And then later on, it was, all these demonic things were cast out. It was clean. It was a, a, a place of environment that we would say, oh, great, it's clean. And then he said later on, those same spirits who were cast out come back. And they see the house is not filled. And they bring in seven worse than the other. Sometimes we get a level of freedom and they haven't moved into the area of filling so that we can walk out the freedom forevermore, not just a temporary thing. Religion will give us, say, all right, you're free, you're fine, be on your way. But the whole entire gospel of the kingdom of God is to be filled with the Spirit, continually filled, continually infilling, continually having Himself breathing in and out of us. There's a verse of scripture in Acts, the 10th chapter. <clears throat> it's been stirring in me all night long, early this morning, in verse 38. And it says, Jesus of Nazareth went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. One of the signs of the new covenant is healing. He healed all that were oppressed of the devil. For a lot of us, for we, we put healing in the same classes. Something's happened physically, and you know, maybe it happened. I grew up and generationally it happened, passed down to me. This we just accept that. But yet the Bible says healing is a children's bread. And Jesus is the bread that came down from above that that became revelation to us, the word becoming becoming bread. If you went through the Mark, the Gospel of Mark, at 25% of all healings that was done in Mark was done with somebody having confronting a demonic structure. The word demonic there is demonizai, and it just simply means influence. <clears throat> so I'm not saying that anybody is possessed of the devil at all, but there's definitely influences. We're in this world, we're not of the world, but we're still in this world, and there's influences that cause us to feel the way we feel and to prospectively see something that's maybe not the way God wants to see. 
When he, the spirit of truth, comes, he'll guide us into all truth, not all, into all feelings, emotions, and what should be. So when he says that he was healing all that were oppressed of the devil for the Lord was with him, the word oppressed there means to become enslaved by, exhaust, by emotional exhaustion to the point of wanting to retreat. And sickness and disease can certainly do that. <clears throat> Emotional trauma can do that. If you've ever been hurt in an environment to where there's a sense of wanting to retreat and we make inner vows that the Bible describes are high places and says, I'm never gonna get close to anyone. I'm never gonna allow that to happen. I'm never, 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 never. And we've created an environment of resistance towards God. So if he said 25% of all healings took place was that Jesus, many times instead of saying, you're healed, he'd say, you know, command the spirit to leave. They were healed. He said, thy sins are forgiven you. And they were healed. But in every case of those 25% of most of them, there, there was some sort of influence that caused them to accept the way things were. Even in our society, so well, you just have to learn to live with it. That's part and part place of it. Or the fact is, you're a point in time where you just expect those things to happen. What if the Holy Spirit came today and said to you, I want to change the way that you're thinking because how you feel like you're thinking convinced you that you're right in that is turning your mind and your thinking in opposite way. As one thinks in his heart, so he becomes like what he's thinking. So God can transform the way that we're thinking. He'll transform every part of our life. In Ephesians 4, it says that give no place or topos, topography, or ground to the devil. So it's Paul, and the, and the interesting thing is Paul was writing this to Christians. Can Christians have demons? No, but demons can have Christians, so Christians can have demons. <laughs> they infested in, no, I believe your spirit is free. That's the new covenant. That's the blood of Jesus. But there's influences that come on us that cause us to feel and have a perspective that's not necessarily God. One of the verses for there in oppressed means the, the, the word demonization or demonzai means the afflictor or the one who's come to afflict. That just put claws in you, made you feel pain, made you experience something. And this morning the Lord is saying, I'm come to deliver. Today is the day of salvation. Salvation, sozo, means saved, healed, and delivered. Because in many cases, the word deliverance brought about salvation. It brought about healing and so on. So I'm believing right now that God's going to do a mass deliverance right in this audience. <clears throat> Please don't be offended. Well, if you are, then you can get delivered of that too. <laughs> Let me give an example of this. I've shared this before. When I left Odessa, Texas, where I was pastoring, it was pretty beat up, didn't want anything to do with people. I saw the worst of the worst in peoples and leadership and all of that, even though I was pastoring. And God put me there to, to bring that place to a point of having an encounter with the Lord. After a long period of time and having battled some of the religious spirits of the day, that I didn't even know existed like that. Feeling beat up and wounded, 
Of course, you find David said, I was wounded in the house of the Lord. <laughs> if it was my enemy, I could have handled it, but it's someone who's close fellowship and I broke bread with. That's the hardest kind. <clears throat> As I was leaving that city after a period of time and accomplished my assignment there, which was short-lived, I was driving outside of town and right at the, the city limit sign, my truck died. There was no cell phones in those days and it died. The bumper, you could, I literally bumped the sign that says population sign, Odessa, Texas. I immediately started binding the devil. You won't even let me out of this town. I bind you and I command you to let go of this truck. I heard the Holy Spirit saying, it's not the devil, it's me. Do not leave this city with the dust on your feet or you'll carry it into your next assignment. We know the scripture where Jesus sends them out two by two and go in that place and heal the sick, cast out the demons. That was always the instruction of the gospel of the kingdom of God. You go in, heal the sick, cast demons out, cleanse the lepers, heal all of the sickness and diseases. But that was the part of the kingdom of God. That was the gospel of the kingdom. It was a sign of the mercy of God. So I had my head on the steering wheel and I said, God, I don't even know what that looks like. I mean, I could physically get out and do it. I got out and jumped up and kicked my heels. I could do it in those days and shake the dust off. Here's what he showed me. He said, when man was created, he was created from the dust of the earth. And when the serpent came after man, and they're in the garden, God cursed the serpent. He said, on the ground you will go and you will what? Eat the dust of the earth. And he said, if you don't get rid of this dust, of all the pain that you've carried from the last season, of all the stuff and all the things that you think about, you're going to carry it into the next season, and the demonic realm will follow that, and they have a right of topos, giving ground, giving place, and they will feed off that. They'll feed off your flesh. They'll remind you of when you were hurt. They'll remind you of the bad time. They'll remind me of all the reasons why you have a right to be angry, and you have a right to resist, and you have a right to be who you are. One of the areas where the enemy wants to first come off and touch us is in the area of worship. The very first battle in the heaven was over the area of worship. Lucifer was cast out of heaven, was brought down to the planet of the earth, or planet of darkness. At the end of the age, the last battle we're fighting, we'll fight, is over who we'll worship. Worship the beast. Isn't it interesting, one of the things the enemy wants to afflict us and to torment us is to stop us from entering into a place of worship with the Lord. Because worship is so powerful, and what it does in the realm of the Spirit, it's transformative to the innermost being. So this morning, as I'm sharing this, Holy Spirit is going to heal brokenhearted. Jesus, there in Isaiah, he comes into the temple at the very exact time when they were to read that portion of Scripture out of Isaiah, which was the daily reading it wasn't coincidence. Jesus comes and opens a scroll and he reads, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Talking about him. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. To do what? To heal the brokenhearted. To heal. Do we lay hands on and say, No, quit feeling what you're doing? In a brokenhearted, the enemy wants to come and afflict and remind you of who broke your heart, of who did it, and will attach a name to it so that we'll not recognize it's a spirit realm, but it's a flesh thing. And we live all of our days rehashing, recalibrating, rethinking, and retelling the story 
when somebody did something to me. If we're continually thinking about what happened, we never get to move in with what is happening. Somewhere down the line, old things have got to pass away. Behold, all things become new. I want to give you three areas where I believe there's a lot more, but only three right now I'll give you. That is ground that we give to the devil. I'm not talking about possession. I'm not talking about you falling down, writhing, and you know all that kind of thing, although I've seen that. I've seen a lot of those issues and people think, ah, I don't believe it. I've seen it with my own eyes. I've seen demons pick people up and throw them against the wall. So I'm not looking for that to happen this morning. If it is, we'll just keep praising God through it. We will not give attention to demons, but we will give attention to the presence of God. One of the biggest grounds where the enemy likes to come is we're bitter, through bitterness. Hebrews 12 explains like that bitterness, beware lest a root, it has a seed and a root, that bitterness springs up and affects not only you, but affects everybody else around you. Bitterness can affect a whole family, clans, people. Because misery loves company, we want to bring other people into our feelings. We want them to, to agree with us. We want them to feel like what we feel. And it's bitterness. Bitterness becomes so real to us, the point is that we see everything through that bitter root or that individual that we're upset with. And many of the times, it's an issue with God more than the issue of the person. I've had people get bitter at me, and I don't even know who they were. Years ago, Diane and I were in a conference and was ministering, and a lady comes up to me and says, I forgive you. And I heard the Lord say, don't take that bait. Because I knew she wanted me to say, what did I do? And then we would... And I looked at her and I said, I'm so glad that you were able to. And we moved on. It bothered that spirit <coughs> that I would not give, give right or reason to them to do that. And then she followed me all the way around trying to explain to me why she did. No, I don't need explanation. If you forgave me, then it's in the past, east, the west, far as west. It's forgiven. Don't you care what I forgive? No, I really don't. I mean, every day I get up, there's, I, I'm a target for something like that. If you're bitter, then the person that you're bitter towards is, doesn't pay the price that you do. And it begins to file many. and affects, It affects the blessing of the Lord. It affects everything we're believing God for. And the enemy loves to hang out with bitter fruit. The second area that the enemy will come and loves to bring affliction is, is substance abuse. I'm not talking about Tylenol or anything like that. I'm talking about things that alter the mind and thinking that cause you to begin to think in such a way. Ephesians 5, be careful, do not drink wine wherein there's excess. It's the excess that's mind-altering where the enemy likes to come and play out and have an opportunity where you have no control over the eye, ear, those gates, and come in and establish something which is what they would do at the temple worship many times. They would, they would have such these be drunken things and, and then out of that they would feel like they were hearing something spiritual. The pagans would get drunk and to the point is that they would call demons in they, that would empower them. They felt empowered by doing that. Substance abuse is a thing that alters our mind and is key for the enemy to come in and will deceive us into thinking that. That's okay. When I first came to Tyler, first church was here many, many years ago. One of the guys came up to me and he said, I see the Lord high and lifted up. 
praise God. I thought, well, I did too. He said, do you smoke what I smoke? This is in Kansas, Toto. I had no idea what he was talking about. He was very real and very sincere about it. He said, if, you, if, you, if you're in disagreement with me smoking marijuana or weed, then I'm going to have to leave the church. And I said, well, I think that's, that's a substance that alters your mind so you feel like God. So it's not the Holy Spirit leading you there. He said, I get tremendous revelations while I'm high. I said, yeah, I imagine you do. <laughs> they never left the church. But they, wouldn't, they weren't selling that. But I'm telling you, people can justify a lot of things. And the third area where the enemy loves to come in is sexual immorality. 1 Corinthians 6, what not? Do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit? I've been sharing and concerning the altar of the Lord, our heart, our, who we are belongs to the Lord. We're presenting ourselves as a, an altar before the Lord to say, God, come. So when we begin to see things that are not natural happening in our life, you've been to a doctor and he says, you know, I don't understand why it's happening, it shouldn't be happening. When something doesn't, is not naturally, then you have to say it's supernatural. If it's supernatural, which supernatural side is the darkness of the kingdom of God's coming from? Because God's not afflicting you. He's not tormenting you. He's not bringing stuff against you. And the next thing happens, rebellion. I'm resisting God at everything he says and does. Nobody can tell me what to do and always find a reason, fault, and fail with. That is the fourth area. I said there's three. I'm going to give you one more. Fourth area where the enemy comes in and he makes you feel like you're in control, but you're not. You're being subjected to a spirit. You guys still with me? <laughs> Make sure none of y'all slain back here. <laughs> Stand with me, you would, please. Since everybody's standing, I'm not picking, showing anything out. As the Holy Spirit guides and directs you, And we come to this point, allow the Holy Spirit, he may point out one of the other things. If it's an area that you need to shake the dust off that, that it's not clinging to you the past. One of the bridges to the past is blame. Joseph could have been blaming his brothers on and on and on. Maybe it took him a good while to get, get through with it. But he said, you meant it for evil, but God meant it for good. Many of the things we go through, God re redirects us from the anger and the bitterness, the resistance of rebellion to the point is, I want to have this as a point in my reference in my life to where I'm breaking through. I'm getting over. As we're setting ourselves up and preparing ourselves for these last days, we need to have the house of God, not talking about this building, house of God meaning who we are, our own self, but then in your own home. When God told them when they went into Jericho, don't take anything because this Jericho is the first fruits. Achan as a family took the things that God said, don't, don't take it. And because of that, it stopped all of the whole tribes. All the tribes couldn't go any farther. And so God said, I'm gonna, so we're going to stop and we're going to check it out one by one, tent by tent. And he found the forbidden thing. The thing that was holy to the Lord was hidden in somebody's house. Allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you this morning. Is there anything, this house, physical, spiritual house, or the natural house? Do you have anything in your house? If you've got pornography in your house, get rid of that stuff. 
because it is an altar that's drawing demons to that point. It is a point of agreement. I brought back things from Africa, and Diane says, I don't feel comfortable from those things in the house. And I said, okay, just get rid of it because there sometimes can be attachments to it. It may not be a physical idol, but there can be an emotional attachment to a time, a date, or a season that ties our soul to that moment in time that we can't get past it. Maybe we can't forgive ourselves. Then not forgiving ourselves is just as bad as not forgiving somebody else because Jesus died for our sins and forgave our sins and forgave it to us as much as he did anyone else. So just present yourself before the Lord. Holy Spirit, speak to you right now. Now I'm going to use language here, so... Again, I'm not saying you have a demon, but you sure, you sure could have an affliction, could have a tormenting, something that stirs you up and makes you mad, angry. That's not a God thing. It causes you just to boil over. That's a, you can be angry and not sin. That's sin when you boil over. Right now, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, through the blood of the Lamb, you might be one that's easily taken over by, by being offended. And the devil will keep sending somebody by to afflict, to offend, to wound, to hurt through some kind of experience. To harden your heart towards the Lord. So Father, in Jesus' name, I bind the spirits of affliction right now that would come to torment, to afflict physical bodies. That would come and have ground to stand on familiar ground that we have opened the door to. In the name of Jesus, we shut that by repenting and asking you to forgive us and we're releasing it from our lives once and for all and giving forgiveness to others that have hurt and wounded and, and had accusation against us. They'll no longer make excuses or, or ju justification. If you're making excuses of it, you're, you're no closer to free than you were in the beginning. Excuses are a reason to stay where you are. But by the power and the nature of the Holy Spirit, we sever ties, soul ties. We sever ties with that dominions of darkness. And we break its hold and give it the right to come and afflict, to hurt, to wound, to rehash old memories and play over again and again. Resist the devil, which means to replace with something else. We resist the devil and say, no more. So, Lord, we thank you right now that you went around delivering everyone who was oppressed. I break the spirit of oppression that causes people to be emotionally exhausted by issues of the past, by times and seasons that they have not been able to get past and get through. In the name of Jesus, be broken and set free from that. For where we're heading and where we're going, we can't drag that old stuff in with us. We can't take that old dusty trail in with us anymore. We can't take those dusty garments of the past and have garments of praise and worship and honor of the Lord. So we loose ourselves. I bind that from you, those tormenting spirits, spirits of affliction, spirits of generational accusations and issues against you. If you've been involved or have generational involved in Freemasonry, that means there's, there's oaths that have been made unto three different gods, Baal, Jehovah, and Ra. They'll use that name of Jehomadai. Can't even say it good. So today, this morning, we renounce that. Sever all ties with Freemasonry. We sever all ties with the kingdom of darkness. We sever and break all the oaths that our fathers and grandfathers set against us. 
that this generation shall not be a recipient of what the enemy did for evil, will not have the fathers eat sour grapes and the children's teeth be set on edge. We set free right now every person in this house. Be set free and the powers of darkness broken and torment. If you've had trouble sleeping at night because the enemy brings things in your mind, I sever the ties of that tormenting spirit. He said he gives his beloved sleep in Jesus' name. Now you loose it by not giving, not giving justification. Some of you spent time and time and time being bitter and upset about something and you've wasted time what the Lord could be blessing and the favor on it. And you've shortened that. You've shortened that time. Because everything we do, we, we do it as unto the Lord. If I'm bitter, I'm doing it as unto the Lord. I'm bitter, God. And the enemy will show up at places that we've, we've allowed him to traffic in. I loose from this house every tormenting spirit. For some of them will show up at certain seasons as a Midianite spirit would show up in the, in the fall and harvest time and steal the, steal the harvest. I loose every person in this building right now from that harassing spirit that steals, kills, and destroys. I loose every person from a criticism spirit where you have to be a critic on everything. You got an opinion on everything and everybody and what they should wear and what they shouldn't wear and what they should look like and what they shouldn't look like. I sever that ungodly opinion that is, is not righteous at all. I loose you from that. Well, I have my rights. There is no rights. It's righteousness. In the kingdom of God, there's His righteousness and we take on His righteousness. So, Father, we come and submit ourselves under the mighty hand of God. If you choose to move on with that, then that de demon becomes even stronger because after you've made known of it, you say, well, then I choose that. Then the house becomes subjected to even worse than before. Once you've had opportunity to lose from it, then he comes again and again. Jesus makes this statement when he sent the disciples out. He sent them out, and every time he said, be sure and heal the sick, cast out demons. Heal the sick, cast out demons. Is every sickness a demonic? No, I don't think so. But just hear the Holy Spirit on it. You've had something that keeps reoccurring, reoccurring, keep keeping afflicting you. It could very well be. Father, in Jesus' name, we loose every person by the power of the Holy Spirit and thank you for the glory of God being seen over this house right now. Let's sing that last chorus. Go right back into that. And just begin to worship the Lord. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's what? Freedom. Liberty. Which means where the Spirit is allowed to be Lord. Because the Spirit of the Lord could be in the house and people still be in bondage. It's only where every individual enters in to allow the Holy Spirit to take over freedom in their life to be lordship over every part of the life. Now let's just worship the Lord as this point of declaration that we're free. Shaking the dust off. Whatever you gotta do, shake, if you need to walk around, shake your hands, feet, do cartwheels, whatever you gotta do, shake the dust off. But I came in one way, I'm going out another way. I'm not gonna carry the dust of an old time and period out of this building today in Jesus' name.